That's wonderful. I'm grateful for a pulpit that could be short. <laughs> because a preacher is short, but he's not. <laughs> well, anyway, you'll get that. <clears throat> um, whenever, whenever you have somebody uh, leaning against the wall back there, they sometimes lean on the, the, uh, the, the light fixture deal. Yeah, that's what it is. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't doing the mood thing. It was like somebody's leaning against the wall, and they just... So if you ever, if you ever see that, then look back there. It's like, get off the wall. <laughs> Abby, that was wonderful. I'm telling you, that was great. Good. A, we got some great music around here, folks. You know what? You, you use it for the Lord. All right, you understand that? Use it for the Lord. Don't ever not use it for the Lord. Um, it seems like every pop star that comes, you know, the new, the next one, they get their they get their start in church. You know, Elvis Presley started by singing hymns in church. I just heard the other day Janis Joplin, and some of you guys don't even know who that is, but in my generation, Janis Joplin, the filthiest whatever, she got her start in singing in church. Don't ever become a Janis Joplin, okay? Just serve the Lord and use it for the Lord, really. Hey, that's a, you know, God should have the best of the best, and, and, and we should give him our very best. And, you know, it's a blessing to be able to serve the Lord in song and music. So, amen. Psalm 116. First, now, hang on. <laughs> uh, I wish I'd just sneeze rather than not. Psalm 116, look at verse number 12. Let's start with verse number 12. We're going to actually read the whole, uh, chat, uh, the whole psalm, but it's, <coughs> it's, not, it's not much to, to read the whole thing. Uh, but uh, uh, read with me Psalm uh, 116, verse number 12. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Man, God is good. He is a good God, just as we testified here earlier. There's so many things we're grateful for. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be in a church where we have a church family where people love the Lord and they're serious and they're genuine and they have true piety and they, tr they truly want to serve him, uplift him, and, and something where we can look towards our Savior and, and, and honor him. I tell you, it's so wonderful to be part of that and to, to thank him. And here the question is, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits toward me? And the answer is, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. That's what he says again in, in verse number 17. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Getting a little cold here and I'm trying to sneeze. But it ain't coming out. I will offer unto thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this, your word. I pray that you help us to understand what we can give back to you tonight, a sacrifice of thanksgiving. That's what you called it, a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Lord, we're coming into this uh, Thanksgiving season where uh, we have thanked the Lord that we do have a, a, a whole holiday that we can celebrate. We can thank thank you for who you are and what, you're, you, what you've done for us and your goodness and prosperity and protection and and light that you've given us, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you that we have this opportunity to do that. Help us to, to biblically take the cup of salvation and call in the name of the Lord. Lord, I pray that you help us tonight see what that means, the, the sacrifice of thanksgiving.
We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. <clears throat> Go back to verse number one. This is a great psalm. If you're, if you're, uh, if you, you've got Thanksgiving on your heart and your mind because of who God is and his benefits, his blessings, this is the psalm to read. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. How many of you can say that? I love the Lord because he answers my prayers. He does. He, he listens to me. I never knew that until I got saved and I started praying for the very first time. Listen, when you're not saved, you, you don't really pray. You don't go to the Heavenly Father and ask for things. Well, you, you might know about him, but you don't have that relationship where you can kind of break into the boardroom and sit on his lap and say, Lord, I need something and have him give you audience. Ever since I've been saved, he hears me. He listens to my request. What a bl blessing. I love the Lord because he does that. He's heard my voice and my supplication. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death come past me. The pains of hell get hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. <clears throat> I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly, I am thy servant. I am thy servant, the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. In this psalm, you've, first of all, verse number one and verse number two, he answers prayers. And that's what I you know, started saying there. I'm so grateful that the Lord listens, and he does. He answers prayers. And that's the reason that I pray. Because he listens and he answers me. Verse number two, because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him. See, folks, if I get no answers, I quit. I quit praying. If, if, there, are no, if there are no answers when I'm praying, you stop. You stop going to the, to the, the, uh, uh, the fount. If there's nothing coming out of the, of the, of the, the, uh, the spigot, then you, go, you quit messing with the, with the uh, fixtures. But you know what? If he answers, that's when you, when you pray. How about that? How, maybe that's why some of you has, have quit praying. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and extras. <laughs> thank you. I need this. Excuse me. <laughs> thank you. They cut it off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, he answers prayers. That's why I pray, right? And that's what, what I already got some. But th thank you. <laughs> little, little low, but I'm still grateful for you. <laughs> 
Thank you, Brother Lamar. Okay, um, look at that, verse 3. Our storm shows his strength. One of, the, one of you said, thank the Lord for trial, difficulty. Yeah, that's what he's saying in verse number 3. The sorrows of, of death come past me, and the pains of hell get hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow then. See, it's when we go through sorrow and trouble, that's when we discover the Lord's goodness more than what we would in calm time. And I could, I could attest to that. There's been times in my life where I learned him because of the storm. Because of the pain, I learned his comfort. Because of the, the forsaking, I learned his presence. Gracious is the Lord, righteous. Yeah, God is merciful. And you, know, you only know that, his power, because of our problems. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he, he helped me. Hey, folks, that's how you learn the Lord. And sometimes we are not grateful for the difficulties or the, the hard times when really we need that to see the contrast and the difference in, in his strength, his power, his sufficiency. Look, and that's what, there's a contrast in verse number seven. His goodness is in contrast to all the things that we uh, experience. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Well, yeah, it's when you're facing death and he delivers you, then that's when you, you praise him. Mine eyes from tears, my feet from falling. And verse number nine, uh, verse number uh, 10, he says, I was greatly afflicted. Hey, that's, that's when he's learning because it's, his goodness is in contrast to all the difficulties. We love him because of his power, his protection and what he does for us. And we learn that in the, in the, the difficulties. And we love him because of our the mercy that we've received, the grace. Several of you said, thank God for his mercy, his forgiveness, his grace. Look at verse number, uh, well, not here, but in, in Luke chapter 7, where Jesus was trying to get across this thought to people who were self-righteous. He was, he was there. And uh, he was with some Pharisees, religious leaders, Luke chapter 7, verse 37. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner. <laughs> I like that. She was a sinner. Right. Well, that's who she was. She was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment making a big deal about it i mean really i mean going overboard i mean she showered her love upon jesus in front of everybody and that was kind of embarrassing it's kind of like not couth you know it was like what in the world this is in my house and she comes in here but she's a a sinner you know and that's the way that they at their attitude towards her uh verse 39 when the now when the pharisee which had bidden him saw it he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman that is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And he spoke that within himself, but Jesus knew that. <laughs> you know, there's no privacy with Jesus. I mean, he, he knows everything. He knows what you think. And although he, he thought that in himself, he wouldn't didn't say that to Jesus, but the Lord got it. And Jesus answered, he said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. 
and he saith, Master, say on. And so he, he's going to illustrate that with, a, with a, uh, an example. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. Okay, so someone owes a, a great amount of debt, someone owes a little debt. And so his question was, and when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? It's a good question. It's simple. Anybody can answer that. Anybody, that's kindergarten. Anybody can, Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. You're right. If you're forgiven a lot, you love a lot. If you're forgiven a little bit, you, you're, you love a little bit. You show that kind of uh, gratitude. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, and now he's not speaking to her, he's speaking to him. He says, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, and thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she has washed my, washed my feet with, her, with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. They said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. You know what that means? Your sins are forgiven? When you understand that you're going to face an all-holy God that, that lays out his authority and his rules, and we have broken those, we are, we are uh, uh, lawbreakers, transgressors of his law, and we'll be facing the, the, the righteous wrath of a holy God upon our own sin because of what we've done, and we get pardoned, we get forgiveness. He says, you're, you're forgiven. Thy sins are forgiven. Wow. And he's talking to a man in his house who he says, Jesus said, was forgiven little. She was forgiven much. Now, <clears throat> Let me put this in perspective. A parent has two, ch two children. One who understands the sacrifice and the cost that the parent went through to provide for them, to give them life, to protect them, to raise them all their life. And one who doesn't. We know of kids that are ungrateful. Uh, no hands, don't step put any hands. How many of you are ungrateful? No. <laughs> hey, no, we, we see that. We, we see children who are just flat pigs. They do not look at their parents with the proper respect, with the proper honor that they should give their parents who've given them everything. Okay, so understanding that, the parents paid the price for both of those children. The ones who are grateful, the ones who are not. But usually the parent is equally good to both of them. Aren't they? It's not like the parent's really good to one and not good to the other. 
normally, you know, if you've got people that are, that, that are, you know, reasonable and normal, just uh, that's a normal scene, usually parents are equally good to both of them. So what's the, what's the, what's the point? What's the problem here? Well, one understands that. One, one appreciates what they've been giving, given, and the other does not. Okay, this, this sinner woman here, she was a sinner. She was forgiven much, loved much. Oh, but uh, Simon the Pharisee, he didn't sin much. He, he, was, he was okay. That's why a lot of people, when they try to get saved, they come to, to Jesus and they say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm doing good. Now, I'm, maybe I'm not making the grade all the way, but I'm up there, and so I need you to just put me over the top. And you know what? Jesus doesn't, doesn't answer that prayer at all. He only saves sinners. He only saves those who come to him understanding. I am, I am in trouble. I, I, I've, I've, I'm looking at an eternity that, uh, woe is me. I'm dangling over the, the jaws of hell, and I'm a sinner, and I need forgiveness. I need his grace, his mercy. I need his pardon. And you know what? The sinner Pharisee Simon needed as much as the woman did, except she understood it. He didn't. So this is a matter of appreciation, not sinfulness. She was a sinner, and so was he. You know, that's what the Bible says. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Oh, so what? You're religious, and so you're better, and so you, you're going to be okay? You're going to go to heaven because of the things you... No, no, no. All have sinned. Unless you repent, Jesus said, all, you'll all likewise perish. But the one who sees his sin for the crime that, is, that it is, is most grateful. I am most grateful for my sin. <laughs> I, I know me. I don't know you, but I know me. And when the Lord forgave me, that was huge. It's more than he should have ever done. But I'm a sinner, and the Lord forgave me. I mean, flat, you, thy sins are forgiven. Well, I thank the Lord for that. So, tonight, the, just one question that, that they ask in this in this psalm, Psalm uh number 116 the question is verse number 12 again let's look at that what shall i render unto the lord for all his benefits toward me okay so so there's just three simple things that they they say here and and that's what we're going to do three simple things and i'm going to get done by eight o'clock and we're going to have some pie now th the thing about the pie it's not the pie it's the fellowship i'm looking forward to that i really am but I am looking forward to the pie, too. So anyway, uh, it's going to be quick. We're going to get these things done, and we're going to thank the Lord for each other and for the pie and for him, and we're going to have a great time of celebration tonight. I love this. I love this time of the year. I love this service. Anyway, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? So three simple statements to practice this Thanksgiving. Number one, get saved. That's, that's what he says. If you're not saved, verse number 13, I will take the cup of salvation. And call upon the name of the Lord. I will take his cup. What he's offering me, he's offering me salvation. That's pardon. That's forgiveness. That, that is, that is, that's huge, folks. 
to be pardoned, to, to be forgiven, to have his grace, his mercy applied to you. You got to get saved. That's what he says. What shall I, God is good. Listen, he sends the sun on the just and the unjust. He reigns on the just and the unjust. He gives us all life. He gives us understanding. He, gives, he is such a great God. What can, what can I do to thank him for that? Number one, take the cup of salvation. Get saved. And be sure of it. Be sure of your salvation. I was just talking to somebody just the other day. And, and they weren't sure. Listen, why would, you go, why would you go on and on and on? Why would you spend one day without being sure that you're going to heaven? Folks, it's like playing Russian roulette with eternity. That's foolish. And you don't have to. You can know that you're saved. You can be absolutely certain that you're saved. Be sure of it. How hard is that? Why go on and on and on in the shadows? It's simple. It's, it's not easy or flippant. That's not what I'm saying. But a child can understand. It's not complicated. Hey, folks, you know what? There's a track out, out here right on the, uh, the uh, uh, guest services. And like any tracks that we, that we put out, it has the gospel on the back. And if you're not sure that you're saved, take one of those tracks. Listen, even if you're saved, take a track and give it to somebody this, this Thanksgiving time. But if you're not sure that you're saved, you don't have that for sure, take the track, and in this white part here, it has four or five simple verses, and, it, it, you know, it, the, that God loves you, and, and that we are sinners, and it, the truth of that, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned, understand your place before him, and realize that sin has a price to be paid, wages for sin is death. I mean, it's simple to understand these things, and then it says, this is how you get saved. Go over that, understand it, and do, you can do that in your bedroom before you sleep tonight. You can get that thing taken care of once and for all. God, make some promises, and you go to him in faith, and you say, God, you promised these things. If I would come to you, and I would just pray, and I would re repent of my sins, and, and the best I know how to receive that cup of salvation, Lord, I want that. And you take care of that. Do it. Just get it done. Don't go on and on and on. Somebody ask about your salvation. I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, well, I've been, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Eternity is a long time. Get it taken care of. Just get it taken care of. <clears throat> settle it. Just settle it. Okay, three simple things to practice this Thanksgiving. Number one, get saved. Number two, have fellowship with God. That's what he says. Look at verse 13 again. He says, I will take the cup of salvation, okay, that's our first point, and call upon the name of the Lord. This is a communicate with him. Just talk to him. Tell him how grateful you are. Tell him if you're afraid. Tell him if, how you feel. I mean, communicate. You open up the door of communication with the Lord. He wants to hear from you. He wants to fellowship with you. Yeah, you. He wants to have fellowship with me. Can you believe that? The king of, of all creation. He wants to have fellowship with me. Pray, worship, praise him. Check in with him. Depend upon him. Thank him. Laugh with him. Pray in faith. Ask him for your needs. Supplicate for others. Call out to him. Fellowship with him that says, what shall I do? Because the Lord's so good. Take the cup of salvation. Let's get saved. Number two, fellowship with him. And number three, in verse number 14, it says, sacrifice. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Paying his, our vows to him. See, this vowing requires our offering. This is, this is not, 
God's not, not requiring that you vow, but this is just something that you do, that you want to do for him. You offer something to the Lord. See, we, we're the ones that must initiate here. God doesn't require that we vow. He just merely requires that we pay whatever we do vow. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse number 4. When thou vowest to vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. He says, listen, if you're going to vow, make sure you take care of that. If you're, if you're saved and if you come to God and you say, God, I promise you this. Well, then you know what? He listens to that and he's going to require whatever it is that you give him. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Oh, I didn't mean that. I mean, yeah, I promised God, I promised something, but I really didn't mean that. No, don't say it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of thy hands? So whatever you vow, make sure that you do it. But vow. That means commit to him. That means promise him something. Whatever you give him, he takes. And so go ahead and do it. What can you, what can you vow? To the Lord, how about this? You can, you can dedicate yourself to be faithful to his house. That'd be great. God, as much as I can, as much as I can, do, you know, take care of this, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful to church. Um, I will pay my vows in the presence of all his people. You know, that's at church. <laughs> In the courts of the Lord's house, verse number 19. That's here. That's where you pay that vow to be faithful to church. How about to dedicate yourself to reading through your Bible? I mean, reading the whole thing or, or just spending some time in it every day. Every, even if it's 15 minutes, you don't have to be some kind of scholar and go through five and a half hours of Bible study and, you know, whatever, come out with a glowing face. No, just Read a few verses every day. Check with him and ask him, God, I need some, some wisdom today. How about you, you show me what I need to do? And he'll give you some direction, guidance through his word. Hey, dedicate yourself for Bible. That's a vow. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure. I'm going to give to you time every day, in the, in the morning or in the evening. Some, some do it in the morning. I can't understand that because I'm a night person. In the morning, I'm clouded. The only thing I need in the morning is coffee. <laughs> but... At night, I, night is where I'm, man, I'm, you know, I'm there and I'm buzzed and I'm, God, you got to give me something. And that's when my Bible study is, is I don't know, I, I, everybody's different, you know. But, hey, spend that time. Dedicate yourself to time every day. Vow, dedicate yourself for some time with the Bible every day. Uh, dedicate yourself to be a witness. You know, you take those tracks, keep them with you, and give them out. I mean, just give them out. Verse number 17 of our, of our uh, uh, text, Psalm 116, 17. Question is, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. Get saved, fellowship with him, sacrifice for him. How about we do that? We serve a great God. Let's, let's, I'm so grateful to be able to do these three, these three things. I got saved. I know him. He's forgiven me of everything. Now, wow. I fellowship with, with him, and I could communicate with him. I could sacrifice. I could offer him something that he accepts, and he says, yes, I'll, I'll take that. Simple. Let's do those three things.
Every head bowed, nobody looking for just a minute. If you're here without Christ, you've never been born again, or maybe you don't know what that is, I would love to take this time to show you. Take an open Bible. we got a room back here, and, and I'll do that right after the service. We're going to close in just a minute. Right after the service, don't go anywhere. Just get a hold of me, and we'll talk. And I'll show you how that you can receive Christ as your Savior. Do it. Do it. Do it. What shall I render unto the Lord? Take the cup of salvation. Make sure that you're saved. Fellowship with him. Call on his name. And vow. Pay those vows, but vow. Thank you, Lord, for this time that, that